1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rotowire wire DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia With me, as always, every Tuesday, breaking down the DFS MLB. It's the Todd father, Todd Zola. What's happening, Todd? I may have to leave after two innings, though.
2: Oh, why? You're getting staples to the head? You got a laceration? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't get my update out. Every time I get, go to figure out my the new value, someone else gets hurt or traded. So sorry, sorry, my own site. You're gonna have to wait till tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, staples to the head sounds like a day. We're talking day. Wilson Ramos here. Yeah. It. For those of you who don't know, we're talking Wilson Ramos, staples to the head. I mean, how do you make that decision from stitches to
2: staples? I'm just curious. Do you know the medical background on that? No, no, I do not, and I'm pretty sure they don't take the old swing line and uh, just kind of pump it either. I'm pretty sure they're talking about something a little bit different. Yeah, but we, you know, the, we were talking, you know, previewing our picks and. Was regretting that Wilson Ramos is one of the guys I was into for uh, for Tuesday slate, but I, I uh, this we'll get to. There's some other catchers out there that are good, but man, I you know I was liking Ramos for my seasonal leagues because I took the discount on him and waited it out, but he's been pretty good.
1: Well, hopefully, those of you listening, Todd Zola doesn't like you because it seems like, you know, if Todd Zola likes you, bad things are happening. So let's not. Well, let's, well, 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 if, you're, <laughs> if you play baseball
2: and you're listening, well, I, mean, I, you like, I like the listeners. Don't go there. Don't, don't listen. I love the listeners. Oh, all right. I just want to make Most sure I want them, to keep anyway. everybody safe. It's safety first here at Roto-Wire. Yeah. We well, want to
1: make sure we keep everybody ready to, you know, be playing every day.
2: You've heard of the Midas touch, right? Well, Midas back with Sadim. I kind of have the Sadim touch this ah, year. Ah, very nice, very nice. All right, let's uh, let's get to it and see if we yeah. can uh,
1: maybe turn some of those uh, those pigs to gold for you. We got Madison Bumgarner top oh, of the pitching board. You like that? See that's, that's professional. That's the Sultan of Segway. That's why I get the big bucks. All right, Bumgarner ten thousand two hundred. Yeah. He's had two starts, both of them so far against San Diego. Mm-hmm. He's at home. Against the Pirates at 10K. So here's the question: Are these last two starts of him just him getting ramped up again? Are are we expecting the Bumgarner of old, or are there enough options on tonight's slate where maybe the 10K salary is enough for a fade for us?
2: You know, I still he's still my cash guy. He's not my tournament guy because, as we sort of alluded to last week, Vandal pricing soft enough that you can you can pay for pitching. So I, mean, I might change my mind based on lineups because that's the point of the season we're at now too. And not, you know, there's trades going down every day, but I think he's still my cash guy going in. All right. And he does. I mean, it's not like he's got a
1: slouch on the other side too. Right. Jamison Tyon has been pretty darn good this year. And that Pittsburgh lineup showing a little bit of life too, since Marte has been back also, they, they've uh, started to pick things up in Pittsburgh a little bit. So you're still feeling pretty good. Bumgarner still 10 K willing to take that plunge.
2: Yeah, and the, the, the irony is, I mean, if there is, if, Tyone would probably be the second guy on the list. So, I mean, it, it, on two picture sites, that's not a bad, you know, cash play. Use them against each other. Because there's some nice names, but I don't see the safety, the warm and fuzziness for, for cash play. I know listeners prefer to hear our GPP picks, but, you know, the people out there grind as well. But yeah, so I might, you know, I, I guess that depends on the lineup too, and when I go to set the lineup. So if I really like my hitters, I may try to fit Tyone in for the uh, for the for the cash. But Bumgarner right now reserved the right to change my mind. All right, Sonny Gray is at ninety-one hundred at Toronto, yeah. and I think that first look,
1: you say, oh well, he's got a cushy matchup on the other side with the pitcher. But let's also keep in mind this good streak that Sonny Gray's been on. Last four starts have been at home. Sonny Gray's been a much better pitcher in Oakland than he's been on the road this year. So just keep that in mind. I think Sonny Gray is a huge, huge trap today. I would not get involved in him, not for 9,100. Then you got Danny Duffy and Michael Fulmer going head-to-head. Now, if you were listening to last week's Rotowire DFS podcast on uh, Thursday morning, I gave you that Kansas City stack against the Tigers. Now, I'm, I'm hesitant here to go double-dipping twice, but I will say this. Or at least put it out there for you. Is there some Michael Fulmer revenge after that two-and-two-thirds inning start from last week where Fulmer kind of gets his way back with Kansas City after a
2: lot of things didn't go his way in that start? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like football where you can, like, you know, muscle up and hit the hit the guy. But you could certainly hit the film. And it was just probably just, you know, one of those nights where—, where Well, some defensive like, issues, and then everything well, else true, is kind of sputtered yeah. out of control. yeah i mean yeah the the you know the point being it's not like it's not like a physical sport where the extra motivation you can actually channel into physicality you know you you can can you throw the ball faster can you, you know whatever i don't know, but yeah i mean, I just think natural just because there's a really good pitcher, and Kansas City's not that great, even though they made a made a you know let's let's see if we can actually no, they didn't make that trade, yes, they did they made that let's see if we can stay in it um and, and get a pretty decent pitcher on our own trade. So I think that tells us something. But yeah, I, I mean I like Fulmer. It's it's not a cash play, but it's certainly in play for um, for, for GPP for me. All right, Jose
1: Berrios at eighty eight hundred. I think still a little bit on the pricier side for me. I know it's going to be in the National League against Los Angeles, but still it's kind of walking the border. Then you got Cole Hamels at eighty six hundred. He's taking on Dan Straley. I got to tell you the truth. I think I'd rather have the Dan Straley shares to tell you because the strikeout rate's been good, and I'd rather save that money. I mean, Straley's only 7,800. I know he's not a perfect pitcher, but, you know, Straley's been a a pretty decent return guy, and I'm not terrified of that Texas lineup right now.
2: not terrified of it, but, I mean, you can see why everybody even mentioned there's good, but there's a wart, which is why, you know, I go back to the cash game, why I'm still going to the top. Sure, Straley, Straley does do a little better at home, although the splits aren't as extreme this year. He's a, he's a guy that I mean, he has a, he's not like a tease where you trust him he stinks and vice versa. He's you know he, he's kind of I think he's one of the, he just doesn't do quite as good as you thought he would do. I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever really been blown up, but I'm not afraid of the Texas lineup. As much they're dangerous, but they're not to be scared of. And you know they do have to face a DH and there's some platoon guys to worry about with Odor and Rosara. But I can see I can see going with Straley.
1: Now, I got to say, I do really like Tyon and GPP tonight, 8,300. I think they will certainly, from the aspect of some folks being scared away ownership-wise because he's going against Bumgarner. but the Giants yeah. are not a good team. And Pittsburgh's playing well. It's a pitcher-friendly environment. Yeah. Yeah. Tyon's strikeout rate has been pretty good. I, I understand he's not a lock to go for the quality start, even if he does pitch well, but I think that's a pretty good one. Now The other guy I want to talk about is Mike Clevenger at 8,200 because they're right in price with each other. Now, Clevenger is $100 less. Uh, He is in a spot where he is at home against the Angels and Jesse Chavez. Between these two, between Tyon and the National League, Clevenger at home, which one would you prefer? Because Clevenger, you know, last four starts, four quality starts, strikeouts have been there, everything you could possibly want, been very consistent. The ERA sits under three for the year for Clevenger. Which way do you go tonight? You go Clevenger, or is this a guy maybe you do multiple lineups and you get shares of each one and some of the GPPs?
2: Yeah, I need to – this is actually one where you mentioned line. I know that, you know, we need to – we're trying to let people know what to do. Again, we're time of year where lineups everything, and I want to see which of those – they're so close that I want to see which of those two lineups affords me a little higher strikeout potential. Mm-hmm. Even those those lineups – they're pretty stable lineups, the, uh, the Angels and the Giants. Neither strike out a ton, but – Neither are complete, you know, complete pushovers, not so much complete pushovers, but, you know, you know contact happy either. So I guess, I guess it's going to be, it's still going to be, uh, I like Clevenger, but I've got to go with the National League just to get that pitcher, that the, the batter two against the pitcher. But the, depending on what the Angels do, I could easily see, you know, swerving to, or uh, use the real word, pivoting to Clevenger. Mm,
1: yes. Pivoting. Yes. See the DFS terminology. That's how you know we're pros. All right. Uh, One more thing before we turn the page on the pitchers here. I want to talk about Taiwan Walker, who I think is going to be a nice target offensively to go against. Uh, The ERA in Arizona has not been good this year. Uh, I look at that Braves lineup with lefties like Adams, like Freeman, and I think that's where I'm going tonight offensively stack-wise. I really like Atlanta in Arizona against Taiwan Walker. Is there any other stack maybe outside of the norm that really popped to you as you were looking at this? Where you're saying, "Yeah, I want some shares of
2: this guy or this team going against this pitcher." I mean, there's some of the obvious ones, but I mean, I get you know at, I, at this point everybody knows. You look at Houston, you look at the, you know, you look at the well, the Cubs are getting there. Um, there was nothing that nothing that really really popped. I don't think, anyway. I think you, you kind of hit on it. I was looking there as well. There was nothing that really, really – I mean, to me it seemed more of a mini-stack night. Go for, you mentioned uh, Atlanta. Go for Freeman and one guy and go for two guys and another team, especially on FanDuel. I like I using mini-stacks on FanDuel and getting uh, exposure to two or three good, good uh, opportunities as opposed to just, uh, uh, you know, a four-man stack.
1: I kind of want to see some Cincinnati shares, too, with those lefty bats coming into Yankee Stadium and, you know, the power of guys like Votto and Duvall. I mean, Montgomery's yeah. pitched well this year, but still. I mean, talking about some professional hitters taking a little sojourn to Yankee Stadium, I think that's another
2: spot where
3: I well, would feel pretty McCoy good Montgomery
1: is
2: a lefty, and he does keep the homers down. So, that's, the,
3: that yeah. is that's, why, you,
2: that's why you get exposed. Here's another word. Spoke, folks. Hello. Exposure, not necessarily mm. attack. You stick your Judge and your Sanchez in there to get the platoon advantage, and maybe, maybe, maybe fade Votto. All right, let's go over to catcher. Uh, talk about some of the values
1: out there right now. Uh, I know Wilson Ramos will most likely be not available. The fact that right after the staples happened, that he was listed as day to day. I'm not sure how that happens. I don't know about you, but if I get staples in my head, I'm not day to
2: day. Are you day to day with staples in I your just, head? I, just for because I, 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 you know I like to have a feel for what we talk about. So I just stapled my finger and you guys are lucky that I'm even talking right now. Imagine stapling your head. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's some catches out there. Mesoraco is the, the prime one I'm on, that I'm looking at. We just talked a little bit about lefties. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, righties against um, the lefty Montgomery in New York. He's down at 2100. It's a virtual punt play. And he's been, he hasn't been playing regularly, but he's been playing against most, uh, lefties and with the, the ability to use a DH in the American league, when maybe this is a chance to get Masaraco you know, back from squatting and, and let him just hit a little bit. I want to talk about Victor Martinez at
1: three K going against Danny Duffy. And, you know, Martinez has been, look, let's be honest, it's been a bad year for him, but over the last week or so, starting to swing the bat, yeah. making a lot better contact. I think that's kind of a sneaky play here. If you're looking for a catcher, is there anybody else that you're looking at maybe underneath that three k you know, as we say, the responsible catcher punts. I know Yadier against uh, John Gray's at 27. Again, a good OBP guy, at least he's going to get on base. Hopefully things will happen there. Is there anybody else you can make a justification for?
2: Yeah, well, he went deep tonight, which, you know, draws attention But Brian McCann against Nick Pavetta. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pivetta is, uh, he's in play. All right, let's uh, turn the page over to
1: first base here. Get going on these guys, top of the board. As always, Paul Goldschmidt, 43. Not a, you know, not a, impossible salary by any stretch of the means. We mentioned Joey Votto at 38. I understand it's the lefty Montgomery. I, I I get that, but I'm not scared. I still take Joey Votto. I I like the Joey Votto. Uh, That's
2: that's, seriously, that's not a bad move in a GPP because other people will not do it. Right. And that's,
1: that's where I'm going with it now. Outside of that, Justin smoke continues to have a hot bat. So if we're talking about maybe just maybe, you know, where people will see that soft matchup there with Toronto, and say, oh, you know, that pitcher stinks over in Toronto. We're going to go over and get Sonny Gray. I I might be going the opposite way. I might be looking for guys like Justin Smoke in this lineup today because Smoke not only is swinging a hot bat, he's been terrific all year. He's up to 27 homers on the year. But, again, ownership will be slightly down, I think, on Toronto and I think uh, Atlanta. Those are the other two right now where I just look at those and I say those are spots where I – and I'm going to go down to, uh, at first base, uh, Matt Adams who – you know i don't think has given you any reason not to feel confident in him it's a very good environment right and the price is certainly right twenty eight hundred i mean you could you could make a lot of great lineup adjustments with a twenty eight hundred dollar matt adams at first
2: yeah it's that's we'll talk about third in a second but i i mean I could you know throw a dart and find a great third baseman. you can usually say that about first it's it's not quite as good at first base tonight but yeah no i you mentioned you know I mentioned the mini stack adams and Freeman who we'll get to it a second is a this is a viable mini stack. You want to you know another right on right matchup where we, we, you can you can get double E, Edwin Encarnacion against Jesse Chavez, who's been mm-hmm. giving it up to righties. So it's there. You can even go up to the not, not to the top. He's he's actually. I need to make a check 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 my updated projections, but I get Eric Thames leading the league, not in the league. I think it's more because he's going leading the night point scoring. I think it's more because he's going against Edwin Jackson. Who, mm, that'll uh, do it. You, you, yeah, so, so <laughs> no, that's more of a GPP play at 3,400. But, you know, I, there's, there's still no, there's not, you know, Jackson was going to be a placeholder. We haven't heard updated word about Strasbourg yet, but, you know, it's one of the things about DFS on a day to day basis. We don't care. We know Jackson's pitching Tuesday, so we, we know that Thames is in a good spot.
1: Yeah, I like the Encarnacion play too. I, I think that's a guy who's kind of flown under the radar all year. We've used him a lot, yeah, and
2: well, I mean, well, he, for the
1: first half there, I mean, people yeah. were down on him, and it's funny right. how well bad month can really
2: sour owners yeah. off of him.
1: Yeah, uh, even though we have a body of work for four years that tells us otherwise. It's always. I just
2: mentioned Thames. You remember after the first three or four weeks, the 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 talk on all the different radio stations and. uh, you know, in in your stations there, where where whether you know who would you have? They have Thames or Encarnacion, and people. Yeah, I'd rather have Eric Thames the rest of the year. Nah, stupid. It, I mean, well, that's well, just it, idiotic. It, it, you know, I know. It, I was on the Double E side, but it you know at the time it was a vi- it was at least a viable question. It was a good fodder, and you know, it's turned out the way we you know we thought it would. And Encarnacion adjusted to Cleveland, and you know he's he's the parrot's back. But you know that's just it wasn't that long ago, and they you know it, it, so it's just kind of weird. But anyway.
1: Yeah, and Nolan Arenado, third base, 4,300 at St. Louis. Uh, You've got Miguel Sano in Los Angeles, Jake Lamb at home uh, against Mike Fulton, Evan Anthony Rendon, 3,700, Belcher 37, and Justin Turner, 36. I got to tell you, for 36, I'm still going right back to my Atlanta Braves, going to Freddie Freeman against Taiwan Walker. Yes, please. I don't see how he doesn't go at least three to four times value against Walker in this game tonight.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. You know, but but every single name you mentioned, you know, take Longoria against Wade Miley, Chris Bryant against Rodon. You didn't even mention Travis Shaw against. This third baseman is just it's just goofy on Tuesday. So uh, you know, you, there's just so many different places to go. We talked about Cincinnati and uh, against the lefty, you can go. You can, you can with Suarez if you want. You know, so yeah. T- t- Tuesday is a night for multiple lineups, as far as I'm concerned. Just because I just want to get all these third basemen in.
1: Well, I think it's also a knife for multiple lineups when you consider the pitchers that we talked about where you know, it's, it's going to be a tough one to devise. You know, we didn't even talk about Ferry or Felix Hernandez yeah. who had a decent start last week. So there's other guys out there where you know, normally I'm one that I say stay away from the multi-entry GPPs on the big sites because a lot of times, you know, unless you are you know, a heavy player, that's going to be really a, a tough road for <laughs> you. Uh, the single entry tournaments are your better situation if you're going to try the GPP route. Right, but I'll, I'll tell you this: I think you're right. I think this is a night where you do want exposure to different pitchers on the single pitcher site because if you're going to play, you know, five different lineups, you might want, you know, three different pitchers between the two, you know, between those five lineups or whatever it is your budget goes. So let's talk about another guy too. Just recently called up. He's a twenty six hundred against the Seattle Mariners and against Felix <laughs> Hernandez and that's Raphael Devers. Now he's had a terrific, uh, you know, season down at, at AAA. And, and my question to you is this at 2,600, that's a certainly a chief enough price. In you know, if you want to throw them out there where you can pay up all over the place in different spots, how do you treat rookies and call-ups in DFS? Are you one of these people that likes to take advantage of that? cheap salary before it catches up, or are you more of the mind of saying, you know what, let somebody else deal with it, go give me the guys that I know what they're going to do,
2: even though they might cost five, six, seven hundred dollars 700 more? No, he's not. A, I mean, a lot of it because of the third base we talked about. But in general, and maybe this is because I'm in the Boston area and maybe I'm overthinking or maybe not, but Devers will be hitting a lower third of the order. They're not going to hit him up high. And if the game was close, they will probably be bringing in Devin Marrero for defensive purposes. So we could be seeing two, maybe three plate appearances f- from uh, from Marrero. I'm sorry, from from Devers. I don't know that we're going to see home runs right off the bat. He runs, but I don't know if they'll be running right off the bat either. So I, I just I try to stay away from the hype, and you know even in seasonal leagues, I'm staying away. I even I love the guy in dynasty leagues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I just am a little bit leery, and I know that the two or three plate appearances is baked into the 2,600 price, but still. Um, I, I, I kind of let, I, I will let someone else chase the prospect and I'll go elsewhere. Now, you know, there wasn't, you know, if it's a rookie that may be hitting up higher in the order for whatever reason, you know, that extra plate appearance is huge to me. But man, I, I can just I could easily especially against a guy like Hernandez, I could see two to plate appearances And
1: then- I agree with you hundred percent. I, I think the daily world is not the place to get cute with the rookies. Now, of course you see rookies like, you know, Cody Bellinger get called up and catch fire and then you right. get a certain level of, you know, comfortability with them. But I think it takes a little while to gain that. And yeah, you're gonna have to pay a little bit more when that happens because now all of a sudden the production's coming along with it. But this is daily fantasy. You get one shot at it that night. So I think there's just you know, you want to try to build in a little bit of floor to your lineups, a little bit more foundation. And on the pitcher side, I think there's more opportunity when you have a young pitcher. People haven't seen him. Sometimes that's an advantage early on, as opposed to the offensive player where it's tough. You know, they don't get nearly the amount of opportunity to right. make points as the pitcher does to get make points. So yeah. that's something you always got to keep in mind. All right, let's talk about Houston at Philadelphia. Jose Altuve, top of the board, 4,300 there. Daniel Murphy at thirty-nine. Uh, between these two, top of the second base board, you've also got. I'll throw in Brian Dozier in the mix too, who's starting to uh, show some signs as well. Mm-hmm. You got thirty eight hundred, thirty nine hundred for Murphy, forty three hundred for Altuve. If you're going to pay for one of them, which one and why?
2: Uh, I'll get Murphy to top of the board to go against Zach Davies tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dozier. I don't. I don't. My is one of those guys. I don't. It's just to me. There's a risk. I'm going to stack against him and hope that the team goes off. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to one off against him just because he's got kind of a guy that you know you you strike out and you walk back to the guy going, "Geez, I should have hit that." So I'm a little nervous about uh, you know one off with Dozier against Maeda. but Altuve um, against Pavetta don't mind that at all. Altuve o- uh, you know had another good night on Monday night as he's as he's been doing, and uh, Murphy man, it's just the. Uh, He's just a machine, and he's—I don't know—he's he's priced down a bit, maybe because it's in a, in a way. No, it's not an away game; it's a home game. I don't know why he's priced down a little bit. Zabu isn't that good. No, I don't know why he's priced down a little <laughs> bit too. And so that's the come stuff because you talk about guys who are
1: locked in, and I don't know if anybody's more locked in than Jonathan Scope right now. Oh, I mean, I he is—he is on fire. He's putting up twenty-plus points almost every night. Uh, I know, you know. Last night, a quieter game for him, but before that, 18, 22, 32, 28, 25, 25. I mean, the guy is just red hot right now. And, Ferry is, an, and Ferry is a nice pitcher, uh, but right now I'm looking at 3,700. I look at Whit Merrifield at 3,600. Those are two guys yeah. who you can save a little bit more at second base. You know, we talk about first base having a lot of savings. Well, you can spend some of that savings over at these guys who are 3,600 and more at second base because – I think they're all good options. I mean, Merrifield had that little dip for a while, and then he's come back again, and it's like, you know, just when you thought you might not be buying into him anymore, all of a sudden, he's right there, right in the thick of it again, and he is another one, like Scope, just completely locked in, multi-hit games all over the place, and just getting on base,
2: walking, you know. And you know what else he's doing? Showing a little power, too. Check, check the stolen base kit tab totals. He's like 16 for 17. yeah. You're it's, right. It's it's the it's the one cut that's as, as, as impressive as you know as the number. So yeah, no Merrifield's another goal, another another you know little 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 nugget right now. That's just and and don't
1: get cute at second base tonight. I'm telling you right now, the guys that we're talking <laughs> about Merrifield scope. No, I mean it because
2: people will say that so You know, go. Oh, you want Moncada?
1: No, I don't. I love me some <laughs> Yoan Moncada. I do. I I am president of that fan club for sure. I'm telling you, I love Moncada in, uh-huh. in dynasty leagues. Right. I'm I'm a big fan, but. There's no, like, there, you know, you've got scope. You've got Merrifield. If you, you know, don't even feel good about those guys for some other reason or they've been so hot, you want to stay off them because they've been hot and other people right. are on them. Murphy's priced down a little bit, a couple hundred dollars less, than he should be considering that Davies matchup, and he's at home. So, I mean, just, you know, some, sometimes daily fantasy is about not overthinking it too. People get way too cute. They get way too deep into stuff. Sometimes it ain't that deep. I'm telling you right now. Don't get deep on second base. All right. Go over to shortstop. You might have to get a little deeper. Uh, Zach Cozart's going to be out there at 36. I think that's a pretty decent value there. Corey Seeger has a tough matchup against the righty Barrios, but a righty nonetheless. And then you got Didi Gregorius, who, let me tell you, I know it's every podcast. I talk about Didi Gregorius, but you know why? You know why? Because Didi Gregorius hits the ball. <laughs> because Didi Gregorius is always priced just about right for me. Where – if he doesn't have a good night, I'm looking at nine points, and if he has a good night, I'm looking at twenty five. And yeah, I, I and love that about lineup,
2: He's been hitting third, fourth, and fifth. So right, been, you know. And
1: guess what? FanDuel still hates Elvis Andrews at thirty
2: two hundred. Well, yeah. You I mean you you had talked about using Straley? I mean, we didn't talk O'Dor, but you could have used O'Dor in the second baseman. And I've got Eldris. I got Eldris. Um, Elvis highlighted for 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 uh, shortstops here too. So absolutely. Yeah, shortstops not as not as. Uh, it's not as attractive a field for shortstops as, um, as some of the other spots for whatever reason. No, do. and not a He's second base. Homer so people will be, you know, on to him. Reyes has been a little bit better too at 2,900.
1: If you're looking for – I mean, it's, it's still a risky play because it's Reyes. But over the last, I would say, 10 days or so, that's another guy who – I don't expect it to last. But he's certainly showing you, and I don't know if it's because he feels like, you know, playing time might start to go away from him, potentially down the stretch, as the Mets maybe start to try out some of these kids or make some moves, or maybe he's a guy on the move, you never know. But there's another one where, you know, uh, the price is right where I'm good enough at that 29 where I say, all right, I could give Reyes a shot in one of these multiple lineups that I'm doing in the GBP.
2: Yeah, another twenty nine hundred dollar guy. I kind of like this Tim Anderson. If yeah. he's heading towards the top of the order, um, just just because Montero's gone, that doesn't mean you can't steal on the Cubs anymore. Lackey, you can you know you can steal left and right on John Lackey. You can get on base left and right against John Lackey. So Anderson's been towards the top lately. If he's there again, don't mind him at all. If you want to go for your you know the, the you know the, the the tournament play, Lance Lynn's been giving up homers left and right. Mm-hmm. Story's been. Heating up a little bit. I know it's St. Louis and not Colorado. Well, he's the all or nothing guy. Yeah, you know the, that, and I know it. That's, that's your all, To me, that's my all or nothing GPP play. Is uh, is Trevor's story.
1: All right, baseball is here. Don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on Fanduel today, and you'll get a free six month Rotowire subscription. Go to fanduel.com slash rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com slash rotowire. On to the outfield, Todd Zola, Mm -hmm. Bryce Harper,
2: 5K, Zach Davies. (laughs) Too much or let's go do it? I think, you know, depending on who you use for pitcher, I think you can do it. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's no reason not to.
1: All right, Charlie Blackman, forty four hundred against that same Lance Lynn, I gotta say for six hundred dollars. I think I might prefer that route. Do you think that's a
2: wiser savings? Um, if you need the savings, it's there for sure. I mean, you know, even up, I'd rather have Harper. But if you need the savings, it's not a bad it's not a bad alternative at all. All right, what are your thoughts on Mookie Betts in this one tonight as we finish out these
1: high-priced outfielders against Felix Hernandez? You're the Boston guy. You're up there. You're seeing a lot. Betts have been pretty good of late, that's for sure. Certainly, you know, made up for a little slow start to the season. But, uh, you know, is 42 with this matchup that
2: he's got tonight the right investment? It's probably – it's probably not near. It's not. I don't know. I, I could probably again multiple lines stick him in there because he's Mookie. I don't. It, I don't think he's one of my top three anyway. If I'm going to pay, I'd rather pay the other couple hundred more for Blackman. And even if we, you know, I say salaries are soft, you still. I still like to try to find one cheap outfielder to try to you know pay up somewhere else. Maybe that's a Bradley Zimmer against Chavez at twenty five hundred leading off. Um, so and that kind of takes another spot away from Mookie because you still can you know. The other end of it, are like, two good outfielders. So, Betts is kind of like a, a tweener tonight. He's not one of my top two, and he's not cheap enough to use as my punt. I want to talk about $3,600 Tommy Pham against John Gray tonight. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe
1: I'm slow to the Tommy fan, you know. <laughs> uh, but what are your thoughts on him at this point in the season? Because now we're looking at him now. it's It's been a longer stretch than I think any of us could have possibly imagined. And I feel like this is like another Oledmese Diaz situation all over again in St. Wow. Louis where eventually we buy into a guy. But is FAM a guy that we should be buying into, or is there enough sustaining around? I mean, you're the numbers guy that this is more of a mirage and it's going to come crashing at some point.
2: Well, here's the thing, and, and we don't know. And it, 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 I talked about this with DVR in our, on, the, on the regular and the seasonal podcast. He just had the eye surgery this year, so the guy can finally see. And maybe is the most
1: important thing, son.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like beer softball, swing at the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a, if that, you know, so if you, if you, if you're looking for something to, to hang your hat on to say it could be real, I guess, you know, having, having good eyesight is pretty high on the list. So, you know, maybe that's rationalization. I don't know. Um, he's, he, it's not, not the top of my list as far as matchups go. But um, you know, I say that whatever how many times this year and been burned, you know half the time that's what Tommy Pham does. So I can I can see going there, but it's uh you know against the, you know against a soft lefty I'll use it. But to me it's you know it's still Tommy Pham.
1: No, I, as I mentioned before, I still like Adam Duvall. I think that price here oh, yeah. at low threes is really solid there yeah uh let's talk about another guy too who if we should be buying into what we've seen so far and that's brian goodwin if he's in the lineup at 3300 is that a savings here Ooh, uh, yeah, that's
2: yeah that's kind of that tweener price right where that's
1: that tweener he's right on that line man yeah. if he was 29
2: i'd be like yeah let's do yeah, it let's go all mind, in there i don't mind it in a stack to me it's not I'm okay not a saver but if i'm gonna stack you know and why not Then why not stack washington then he would be he would be in that stack
1: now, weather looks like it's going to be an issue potentially in Philadelphia, so keep an eye on that. But, and I know Charlie Morton's you know pitched well at times, but don't look now, Odubel Herrera has heated up as well. This is another yeah. guy now you've got to pay attention to uh, in not just DFS but your season long. We're talking about a ton of double-digit games over the last two weeks. Uh, I mean, Odubel Herrera right now at 33 to me, is that is a cost savings at 33. If Goodwin's on the border for you and you're not sure – I think Herrera is the perfect pivot off of him at the same price. And, and, or if you want to do multiple lineups where you, got, you know got like the mini stack going with one and then you want to keep that same price because you like the rest of the lineup and get him out of there, I think Herrera is the guy to do it. Anybody else, as you continue to go down there, is it Batista at 32 where he's hitting in the order? Uh, is it anywhere deeper where you see a, a, a huge savings on Cespedes and you know that it just takes that one night for Cespedes? You know, and I know – Cespedes is one of those guys out of nowhere who can give you a three home run kind of night. Yeah, he is. And, uh, and he's yeah. 3,100. I mean, I know it's in San Diego, but that's an awful cheap price for you and his Cespedes.
2: Yeah. And he's a, I mean, you know, air quotes, you know, reverse split sort of guy. So, you know, he's always in play. I mean, I already kind of let off with not let off, but, but spilled one of my guys in, uh, in Bradley Zimmer. And you know, we just talked rookies, yada, yada, yada. But Brett Phillips against Edwin Jackson. It is mildly intriguing to me for my punt, for the outfield punt.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of rookies, too, what have you thought of Clint Fraser so far, what you've seen out of him? Um, He's at 2,600, and that's why I bring him up. If he should yeah. be in the lineup, he's facing a, a basically triple-A pitcher in Castillo tonight. So if he's in the lineup, is that a spot where
2: you're intrigued? A little bit, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, just in general, Fraser's played just – just well enough that you know he should be sticking around you know he hasn't wowed anybody but he's not he's not i, I don't like the word overmatched but he looks he looks fine um
1: well i guess that's that's the point i'm making at yeah. 2600 he's facing a guy who's not that you know much more fresh freshly called right. up from the minor leagues himself so it's not like he's going out there and you know facing uh, a top-notch pitcher castillo i think is a nice young pitcher but still someone that i think is right. within his wheelhouse to be successful part of his competition
2: level at the triple a level yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been hitting in the, I don't, kind of not at the bottom of the order, but not in the prime spot either. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, again, probably not my, not one of my top two, and I don't think I'd use him as my punt. But uh, in, in general, I like what I'm seeing on Frazier. All right, very good. Uh, you can follow
1: him on Twitter, at Todd Zola. You can follow me, at joepizapia 17 For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great day of Daily Fantasy.